and are unlikely to be repealed by the new Congress. The Trump administration might even figure out how to do something to keep the nation's embattled fleet of nuclear power plants online, a step that would keep U.S. emissions heading in the right direction, even as the Trump administration reverses course on other initiatives. The reality is that the trajectory of emissions is unlikely to differ significantly under a Trump administration from what it would have been under a Hillary Clinton administration. That, however, is not much comfort. Given the not insignificant long-term risks posed by climate change and how unwilling the world seems to do anything to significantly mitigate those risks, the situation should prompt some reconsideration of what a plausible path forward might look like and how the politics of climate, energy, and the environment might be reconfigured in ways that could offer both more successful policy outcomes and a more robust and sustainable political consensus for action. A Climate Reset The necessary reset of U.S. climate policy and politics will need to start by properly valuing the low-carbon assets we have today. As long as production remains high and gas remains cheap, gas should continue to displace coal, with or without the clean power plan for the next several decades. With modest actions to prevent further closures of nuclear power plants, reforms to speed up the relicensing of hydroelectric dams, and continuing federal and state incentives for wind and solar deployment, we should be able to reduce emissions from the U.S. power sector by about 40% between now and 2040, a not insignificant achievement, but still far from the scale reductions that would be necessary to reduce emissions to levels consistent with limiting the global temperature increase to 3 degrees Celsius in the 21st century, much less the international target of 2 Limiting temperatures further will require that the United States entirely decarbonize the power sector, as well as other key parts of the economy, such as transportation, industry, and agriculture, that have proven much more difficult to decarbonize. The technological options for doing so at present are not good. Light transportation might be electrified, but heavy transportation, shipping, and aviation present more daunting challenges. There are similarly at present no viable low-carbon technologies for the production of steel, concrete, or fertilizer, whether through electrification, fuel cells, or fuels manufactured without fossil inputs. Economy-wide decarbonization will require full decarbonization of all these sectors. Neither conventional nuclear nor wind and solar offer particularly plausible solutions to do so today. Even in the power sector, the United States and most other developed countries have mostly stopped building nuclear power plants. Demand for nuclear power is growing slowly. Public fears of nuclear accidents and radiation are vastly out of step with the actual risk, and liberalized electricity markets have undermined the kind of long-term planning that a cost-effective build-out of large conventional nuclear power plants requires. In contrast, Wind and solar have been growing at a rapid rate from a tiny base over the last decade, but wind and solar installation around the world has reliably stalled as their share has approached about 20% of electrical grids. At that point, sometimes intermittent wind and solar will generate nearly all the grid's electricity needs, and sometimes none at all. So the costs of dealing with high penetrations of variable, renewable energy sources start to become prohibitive. In the face of such challenges, climate advocates have engaged in one version or another of magical thinking. 
There is hope that some combination of better climate science and mounting climate catastrophes will motivate public support for a World War II-style mobilization of wind and solar energy. There is faith that pumping subsidies into existing solar and wind technologies will result in incremental improvements that over time will accrue to the sorts of radical breakthroughs that would be necessary to scale those technologies to levels beyond what is today technically and economically feasible. There is also the belief, not much supported empirically, that a price on carbon or other regulatory mandates will spur private entrepreneurs to come up with the breakthroughs we will need to move human societies wholesale off of fossil fuels once and for all. The Nuclear Option Given the scale of what would be necessary to have much impact on the global climate, some level of magical thinking may be unavoidable. One way or another, the world will need to develop and deploy technologies that don't yet exist on a massive and unprecedented scale. But there is one other possibility that hasn't much been on the table.